Alrighty, guys, welcome to episode six of the Drelax podcast. I am Dre, obviously. All right, so uh, we're going to just open up with a quick uh, weekly uh, recap of all the things that's gone on in lacrosse and all of the things that are currently happening in lacrosse. So we are going to start with the men's D1 lacrosse tournament uh, recap. So first things first, this first round was crazy. There were a lot of good matchups, a lot of good games. So Notre Dame took that. Uh, so last year when it came to the selections and stuff, um, Notre Dame was one of the teams that got snubbed and wasn't in the uh, tournament as some people felt they should have been. I mean, myself included. But uh, let's just say they took that snub a little personal because they played Utah and playing is generous because they decimated Utah. Now, hats off to Utah because this is, the I believe, their first ever tournament appearance. They finally have a program that is competitive enough to be in the postseason tournament. The unfortunate luck for them is they ran into Notre Dame and Notre Dame was not happy at all about that snub last year. And they kept that, that saltiness, that bitterness, and they fueled it to a fire. So here's your, here's a little bit of your game recap. Um, I just have a quick little like notes and stuff. Things to note from the game. So right from the jump, Notre Dame stepped on the gas and they never took their feet off the pedal. Um, the Kavanaugh's are too good. Pat and Chris are too good. Those dudes are terrifying. They work too hard and they are too good. Uh, so Notre Dame really stepped on the gas and they just never let up. Uh, they jumped out to an 8-0 first quarter lead. Um Utah, they have kind of a chaotic, unsettled play style from an offensive perspective, and normally it benefits them, but it did not help them today. I thought they were going to make it a more exciting game when they, uh, right in the beginning of the second quarter, they put in two. I was like, okay, it might be a bit more of a game. I was sorely wrong because Notre Dame's like, oh, okay, we got you, and they just started delivering haymaker after haymaker after haymaker. Um, Notre Dame really played a sound and nearly perfect game of lacrosse uh, for Utah they just need a stronger defense and um, better midfield play in order to truly compete with these uh, blue blood upper echelon D1 schools um, but I believe Utah will probably be back in the following season moving on to my who's go who's uh, so Virginia versus Richmond. Um, UVA, (laughs) they did what I knew they were going to do and they beat Richmond, you know. But I will say it was not um, without some bright spots for Richmond. Richmond is on the rise. They are on the come up, people. Do not sleep on Richmond. Um, Peyton Cormier had an absolute field day. Um, He had six goals by the time it was third quarter. Connor Schellenberger, uh, great job from Shelly. Two goals, four assists. 
Um, I will say, when it comes to face-offs, UVA is really going to miss Petey LaSala. That dude is prolific and probably one of the best face-off specialists to come out of college in years since the Trevor Baptiste days. I thought TD Erland was prolific, but man, I I firmly believe Petey LaSala is better. Um, Alex Nunes from uh, uh, UVA, great, great effort in the goalkeeper in the uh, cage. He made some incredible saves. Um, it just looks real easy for him night and day. He's come a long way from when he was a freshman. Um, for Richmond, Richmond honestly has the talent to be competitive in D1. They just honestly had the unfortunate luck of having to compete with a team that has guys like Connor Sheldenberger, uh, Xander Dixon, AKA the Slim Reaper. Peyton Cormier and Peter LaSala. That is just too much firepower for an up-and-coming team like Richmond to compete with. Um, And in summary, UVA has momentum to carry them through to a deep finals run with the team they have. They beat Richmond 17-8. Moving on to one of the best games of the weekend... We have Yale versus Georgetown. Man, they made this a tightly contested fight right down to the end. It was really awesome, honestly. Um, if you were a lacrosse fan, you were basically we were we as lacrosse fans were spoiled this weekend. There was just so much good lacrosse that was happening. Um, so. For the Yale-Georgetown matchup, Tucker Dordovic had a monster game. Six goals. Dude is going to show out in the PLL. Mark my words. You can come back to this podcast when you when uh, when he goes. Um, it was a game of, of runs. Lacrosse is a game of runs. Sometimes you go on a two, three um, unanswered goal kind of run. Kind of like how in basketball, sometimes teams will go on like a five, 10, 15, sometimes 20 unanswered point run. Uh, but there was the uh, Yale and Georgetown both experienced a um, little short burst where they were going on two to five goal runs. Yale's midfield really elevated their team's play as a whole and really uh, was given the momentum to rally back when they were on the bad end of a run. Um, Georgetown's attack got hot at the right time. Um, and that just really led that kind of battle between both teams led to a a good matchup. It was a true back and forth matchup. Um, Literally one team would take the lead briefly. The other team would respond and strike back so fast. There were nine plus ties over the course of the whole game. Um, Big, big time props to um, Paquette from Yale, who's their goalie, and Hinks from Georgetown, who is their goalie. Um, real tough game to be a goalie. You really like the game, a tightly contested game like that comes down to how good your play is. And they stood on their heads at the right time. Um, so hats out, hats off to Georgetown for getting the win 19 to 17. I'm sure Yale will be back in years to come. They got a very young team. They can do this. Um, quick little game facts for you with this game. 
Um, just a little thing about the men's tournament as a whole. So the highest scoring um, men's lax games in history. So one was 38, which is a combined score of both teams. So 38, Hopkins had 22, Towson had 16. That was in 1994, first round. 38 with Yale and Penn State, 21 and 17 respectively, 2019 semifinals matchup. 37, Syracuse 21, Hopkins 16, 1992 semifinals. 37, Yale and Penn 19 and 18 in overtime 2019 quarterfinals. And this game Matt, uh, made that list with 36, Georgetown 19, Yale 17, 2023 first round. It was a great Great day for lacrosse, honestly, across the board. Um, moving on to a game that wasn't so much of a game because Hopkins did what they did and they came in and dominated. Um, Bryant's got some things to fix. Um, they just—it's—it's it's a tough matchup. They just didn't look like they belonged out there with Hopkins, and I say that with all due respect. Yeah, Brooks English had three goals. Jacob Angelus had one goal and four assists in the first half. He's probably arguably, besides Russell uh, Russell Mendez, he's probably one of Hopkins' best players. Um, John Hopkins has a real speedy offense. They can make precise cuts, excellent rotations, and they throw pretty nifty fakes to get you out of position so they can score backdoor cuts, things they love. Final score was uh, John Hopkins. 22, Bryant 8. Now, this game, we're moving on. This game, this is all first round. These first round matches, we were spoiled as lacrosse fans, like I was saying. Um, this matchup is the one that um, I knew the what the end result would be, but Delaware had me in doubt for part of the game. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, Delaware came in against Duke. I'm sure everybody was expecting Duke to absolutely smoke them or steamroll them. Because, I mean, yeah, Delaware beat Marist, but I don't think anybody was expecting them to hang with Duke. Um, I knew Duke would win. I had Duke winning on my bracket. But Delaware made it an entertaining matchup. So, starting out, um, <laughs> uh, J.P. Ward was... Uh, J.P. Ward um, was making uh, Duke's um, goalie Wilhelm look like a chump in the first half. It was it was crazy. Delaware was just rolling until Duke started uh, responding back. Uh, Delaware came out and punched Duke in the mouth a little bit with the uh, with like a initial first three goals, and then Duke was like, "Okay, hold up, let's get our heels in, let's start rallying back." Um, Ty Kurtz had an amazing. Um, three-plus goal game. It was great. It was real awesome to watch that. Um, Owen Grant, who plays for Delaware, he's defensive. He is arguably the best player in lacrosse that's not on an ACC team, if if not in general. Like, Owen Grant is amazing. He's, he's going to do phenomenal at the, at the next level of uh, lacrosse in the PLL this season. He's, he's going to do great. Um, 
Andrew McAdory for Duke had three goals, uh, three plus goals. Great, great offensive threat. Uh, Andrew McAdory is great to watch for any younger players that are always trying to like, you know, emulate or learn from um, the pros or seeing what they do and how you can implement it. I promise you a lot of the professional and like um, next level of lacrosse athletes, they're not doing a lot of stuff that your coaches aren't telling you to do. They just execute the basics at a high level. But at the root of it, a lot of stuff that you see these offenses do, they're doing real simple stuff. They're just executing it at a higher and more proficient level. So listen to your coaches. Um, but uh, this was a close game right up until the end. Um, a lot of praise for Delaware. It's time we put some respect on their name. Uh, they've had to be a play-in team the last couple of seasons. Uh they are not a play-in team. This team is far too good to have been in the play-in spot. Um, so it's time we put some respect on Delaware. The 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 Blue Hens will be back. Um, final score was Duke 12, Delaware 11. Um, no, so, you know, like I said, Delaware will be back in the mix. That's a, it's a very, very good program. Um, their uh, their um, current coach was the former coach at um, Cornell. Um, so, and when he was at Cornell, they were doing Cornell was like top tier, top of the line. So I'm not surprised to see um, that Delaware is on the rise like that. Uh, moving on to our next game, another close game right down to the stretch: Princeton versus Penn State. Now. This is one that I got wrong in my bracket. Um, I also got the uh, Georgetown matchup. The Georgetown matchup uh, wrong. I expected Yale to win there. Um, but this matchup I got wrong on my bracket as well. Um, I had Princeton winning this one. Uh, it would be Penn State that won. But let me give you a bit of a recap. Some of my uh, takeaways from this game. Um, Coulter Mackesy is a beast. Princeton uh, does really well with him taking lead and leading. It was a 5-1 Princeton lead at the beginning of the second, uh, due in no small part to Coulter, uh, Coulter Mackesy, who had four goals in the first half. Um, one takeaway from Penn State's offense, at least from what I initially noticed, it's still a pretty good offense, but it's not as prolific as it was when Grant Amon was there. Um, next up, we got uh, we had so another takeaway. Princeton really picked up steam and did not let up easy for those first two quarters, but Penn State would not be denied. Penn State rallied back. It was a uh, it ended up being nine to six at halftime. Um, so uh. For Penn State, they have Matt Trainer. Matt Trainer is real, really, really skilled. He's got a great shot. He just knows how to keep the ball moving, um, and he gets real innovative in tight spots. So he was the rallying point and lifted Penn State to being able to tie the game before they were able to get one 
uh, past. Um, Ethan Long, also from Penn State, had five goals. Great game. Nice contest. These are the games that you as a lacrosse fan just love to see. Uh, nice back and forth contest. And then um, our game with the most shocking result. Um, another one that I I got wrong because I expected Maryland to make it back to championship weekend. Uh, my bracket is not entirely busted because my team that I picked to win, <clears throat> Virginia, is still in. So, barring any losses there next week um, in their matchup against uh, Georgetown, my bracket's still safe for the most part. Okay, so this was one of the most exciting games all weekend long. It well for the men's tournament. We're gonna get to the women's tournament as well. But for the men's, this was the most exciting game all weekend long. So Army versus Maryland. Army went up 2-0 at the beginning of the game, and their first goals were 28 seconds apart. Very physical affair, very tough matchup. Army got the got on the offense early and they did not let up on Maryland. They got an early six to two lead. Um, next in the second quarter, Maryland would bounce back and respond and they would score four unanswered, uh, to cut the lead to seven to six, much better second quarter there. Um, Brett Makar and Braden, uh, Ursa really, um, carry, uh, the program for, for, um, Maryland. They, uh, they do a, a great job. And I know they're gonna miss. Uh, they're gonna miss. Um, they're gonna miss Br- uh, Brett Makar because he got drafted to the PLL. But they still got um, Rupel and Erksa, uh Erksa to uh, really rally behind. So Army, um, Army really didn't like. There wasn't um, a situ- a point in time when Army was trailing until under three minutes left in the third quarter. Um, and shout out to the goalies for hanging in on a really close back and forth high scoring game. Uh, Knox Dent for Army made some really incredible saves um, down the stretch. They made some really incredible saves um, and just kept it, just kept um, kept their teams in the game. Uh, same with Ben Rubel from Maryland. May they 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 were <laughs> like I'm watching the game and I'm like, holy crap! How did he save that? Or holy crap! How did he make? How did he keep that from going in? Like this is insane. Um, there were seven ties and three lead changes in this game, um, and then um, you know, thanks to the efforts of freshman midfielder Plunkett from Army. Uh, Army was able to go up 16 to 14 um, thanks to it. But uh, beforehand, it was it was um, 15 to 14. Uh, the Army was able to score that last goal because uh, Rupel, you know, with it being a close game situation and there's less than three minutes in the game, he came out to press on defense in a 10-man defense, leaving the net open. He got out of position and got beat. And Army was able to score an empty net goal. Um, in the end, though, it was still a great game. Um, Army hangs on to win off of a uh, last-second kind of save. 
against Maryland. Uh, really, really good weekend of lacrosse. So, uh, that was really good. Um, and then one of my favorite games that got played was uh, Michigan and Cornell. Now, I'm not a fan of Michigan or Cornell. I'm a UVA fan. But this game had me on the edge of my seat. It was our only game that went into overtime. There were consistent ties and lead changes in this game. Um, Cornell has a really good team, and I have all confidence that they're going to keep being a terror towards the Ivy League. But whatever Michigan has working is absolutely incredible to witness. They are a unseat they are a unseated team that has now over the course of over the course of 3 weekends because they beat they beat Maryland in the um in the Big 10 championship over the course of um 3 weekends now they've been able to beat uh, some teams that a lot of people didn't have them hanging with. Uh, they would uh, Michigan uh, would come be- would come down the stretch and beat Cornell fifteen to fourteen. Real exciting game, um, and I'm excited for what we have in the uh, quarterfinal matchups. So for our quarterfinal matchups, um, we have Georgetown uh, versus Virginia. That's going to be played Saturday at 10 a.m. And then we have Michigan versus Duke going to be played at 1230 on Saturday. So Saturday is going to be an exciting one. And then we have Army versus Penn State, 10 a.m. on Sunday, May 21st, first day of summer. And then we have John Hopkins versus Notre Dame, Sunday, May 21st. Predictions-wise, I have I have Virginia winning, and I've got, <laughs> you know, honestly, I've been enjoying their Cinderella story. I'm going to take Michigan over Duke. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think if Michigan analyzes how Delaware came out against Duke and learns from their mistakes. Michigan's got the talent. Don't let their 7 and 5 record make you think that they can't beat 14 and 2 Duke. This is playoff lacrosse. Anything can happen. I am taking Michigan over Duke. You hear it here. Alrighty. To Sunday. Honestly, momentum is everything in lacrosse. Army and Penn State's going to be pretty exciting. And, you know, not to be a prisoner of the moment of them beating Maryland, but with Knox, if Knox Dent makes those big-time saves like he did against Maryland, against Penn State, who do not have as potent of firepower as Maryland does, I will be taking Army over Penn State. Um, And... Despite how prolific the Kavanaugh's are, I do not like Notre Dame. You will not catch me taking Notre Dame in this matchup. I will be taking John Hopkins over Notre Dame. 
And so those are my picks. Alrighty, our women's tournament is moving along pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so they're they uh, they've already played the second round. They are already on to um, semifinals. So we'll give you a quick recap. Uh, very surprised um, at some of these matchups. I I had some different teams winning. Um, so. You know, Michigan in the first round, they beat Central Michigan 13 to 6. Stony Brook over Penn State 12 to 8. Loyola over Fairfield 11 to 6. DU over South Carol- uh, South California 10 to 7. DU's women's program is moving along nicely. It would be nice if their men's program can uh, match up with the energy the women are putting out. Good hats off to you, ladies. Heartbreaker for Virginia. They lost to Albany 16 to 14. Richmond beat Marquette 18 to 8. North Carolina beat Sacred Heart 16 to 15. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, Penn over Yukon 13 to 8. Notre Dame over Mercer 21 to 6. Florida over Jacksonville 13 to 7. Maryland over Drexel 11 to 6. JMU, James Madison over West Point, 12 to 8. Hopkins, 19. Massachusetts, 8. What went down in the second round? Second round, Syracuse. Syracuse is probably, their women's team is most likely going to win this tournament. Those ladies are something else. Everybody else is playing chess. They are playing checkers. It's next level stuff. Um, Syracuse defeated John Hopkins. 25 to 8. James Madison won a nail biter over Maryland 15 to 14. Notre Dame won a heart stopper over Florida 16 to 15. Boston College skates by Penn 9 to 7. University of Denver beats Albany 8 to 6. Good job, ladies. Way to represent for Colorado. North Carolina beats Richmond 16 to 12. Loyola, Maryland over Stony Brook, 9-8. And Northwestern over Michigan in a heartbreaker, 8-7. So, what we have going forward, um, looking to be played on Thursday, the 18th. Uh, we have Northwestern versus Loyola, Maryland. Uh, and then we have Denver versus North Carolina. Notre Dame versus Boston College and James Madison James Madison versus Syracuse. Uh if I had to pick a team for the women that I think is going to advance on to championship weekend on the uh following weekend I'm picking Denver. Uh I'm picking Notre Dame over Boston College. I'll be picking Syracuse over James Madison. And I am picking Loyola to upset Northwestern. And that's what it's looking like for the women's bracket. A lot of exciting lacrosse is happening this week. Can't wait to see what more goes down and uh, what we have for you on the next update. Moving on to in-state lacrosse. Um, giving you a recap of the uh, 
boys um, lacrosse. Then we're gonna uh, we're just gonna talk about what went down because you know there was some weather, so we had some delays and stuff. So we'll talk about the first two rounds for the boys. This is um, the Colorado High School 5A boys bracket. So, oh man, you know this one hurt, but Columbine uh, defeated Chaparral 10 to seven. Tough game, tough game, but Chap will be back. Go Wolverines. Uh, Monarch over Pine Creek, 16 to 10. Castleview defeated Ralston Valley, 11 to 6. Lakewood beat Rock Canyon, 14 to 10. Cherokee Trail over Chatfield, 11 to 10. Close one there. Uh, PSD, Pooter School District over Lewis Palmer, 14 to 7. Arapahoe beat Fairview, 10 to 4. And Denver East, Molly Wops, Mountain Range, 20 to 5. The second round matchups uh, that were played last week on the 13th, Cherry Creek beat Columbine 15 to 6. Denver South over Monarch 12 to 10. Mountain Vista 14, Castleview 5. Legend beat Lakewood 10 to 8. Escaped there. Regis Jesuit 14, Cherokee Trail 2. Kent Denver narrowly beats PSD 13 to 12. Arapaho uh, slipped one by Colorado Academy with the upset and wins 7 to 6. And Valor Christian decimates Denver East 20 to 5. Seems like all the teams in the lower part of that bracket keep doing these 20 to 5 win trade-offs. Um, so what you have for the boys 5A quarterfinal matchups played today you're going to have Arapaho versus Valor Christian at Valor Christian uh, Regis Jesuit versus Kent Denver at Regis uh, Mountain Vista versus Legend and then um, Cherry Creek versus Denver South at Cherry Creek School District Sudler Bowl at 7 p.m. So if you're in Colorado and you're looking for some good lacrosse, go ahead, get out there and watch that. This one is for the boys for a second round matchups. Cheyenne Mountain beat Windsor 22 to 6. Air Academy beat Vail Mountain 10 to 9. Evergreen over Golden 12 to 4. Steamboat Springs beats Battle Mountain 9 to 8. Dakota Ridge 14, Aspen 6. Northfield 6, Dawson School 3. A little surprising Dawson fall there. Lutheran uh, loses to Telluride 11 to 8. And Erie over Green Mountain 15 to 1. So for the quarterfinals and the boys, 4A matchups. You have Cheyenne Mountain. Oh, these quarterfinals got played yesterday. So I'm a little behind. But anyways, here's your recap for what happened there. Uh, Cheyenne Mountain defeats Air Academy 10 to 6. Evergreen over Steamboat Spring 10 to 5. Dakota Ridge over Northfield 12 to 11. Erie over Telluride 19 to 4. So for the semifinals that will be played on Saturday, Cheyenne Mountain will be playing Evergreen at the University of Denver 
Dakota Ridge will be playing Erie at the University of Denver. Those will be your um, semifinal matchups for five uh, for four A. Um, the state finals will be the following weekend at the University of Denver. Alrighty, so summary of the girls five A brackets. First round, we know a lot of these were delayed due to weather, so we're going to recap first uh, first round and quarterfinals, as well as semifinals. Ladies are almost done. First round, Colorado Academy defeats Chaparral 21-4. PSD defeats Palmer Ridge 16-6. Cherry Creek over Columbine 19-8. Fairview over Chatfield 13-6. Thunder Ridge over Dakota Ridge, 20 to 5. Regis Jesuit over Rock Canyon, 20 to 4. Valor Christian over Air Academy, 20 to 0. Kent Denver over Denver East, 17 to 8. Quarterfinals Colorado Academy over PSD, 17 to 6. Cherry Creek over Fairview, 8 to 5. Thunder, uh, Thunder Ridge loses to Regis Jesuit, 16 to 11. Valor Christian over Kent Denver, eight to seven. Uh, in the semifinals that were played yesterday, uh, Colorado Academy beats Cherry Creek, seventeen to seven. Regis Jesuit over Valor Christian, eleven to seven. So the final will be battle of the battle of the private schools. Colorado Academy and Regis Jesuit at University of Denver played. Um, on Friday at 7.30 p.m. And that is the 5A ladies brackets. Here are the 4A ladies brackets. Uh, Northfield over Pueblo West, 23 to 13. Battle Mountain over Holy Family, 19 to seven. Rampart over Eagle Valley, 14 to 12. Durango over Liberty, 19 to six. Cherokee Trail beats Denver North 15 to 12. Golden over Horizon 13 to 2. Roaring Fork over Grand Junction 16 to 7. Fruisha Monument over Steamboat Springs 17 to 6. Second round, Castleview. Uh, Castleview Ladies won 20 to 4 over Northfield. Thompson Valley beats Battle Mountain 21 to 9. Green Mountain over Rampart, 24-5. Denver South over Durango, 18-3. Evergreen over Cherokee Trail, 18-7. Heritage beats Golden, 7-5. Roaring Fork over Aspen, 8-7. And Meade over Freesha Monument, 19-1. For the ladies' quarterfinals in 4A, uh... Castleview over Thompson Valley, 13 to 4. Green Mountain over Denver South, 12 to 7. Evergreen 19. Heritage 7. Mead over Roaring Fork, 18 to 4. And then the semifinals for the ladies in 4A will be played today. One at 5:30, one at 7:30 at the Inglewood High School. And that is your quick recap of lacrosse that's going down in Colorado so good luck to all those teams that are still playing 
it should be an exciting weekend for any of those parents and uh, alumni that are going down to DU to watch these uh, semifinals be played. Um, and that is going to wrap up episode six. A uh, lot of good lacrosse that was played across the board. A lot of good lacrosse that's coming up. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited for when the PLL gets started, especially when they uh, come out here to Colorado in August. Uh, so other than that, um, give us a follow on Twitter at Drelax Podcast. Uh, like and subscribe, share the podcast with your friends. Uh, other than that, I hope you guys all have a nice and safe weekend. Always in 110. My name is Dre. Have a good rest of your day.